0: Section 7 of The Life of St. Dominic Savio by St. John Bosco This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 11. Various Incidents, His Attractive Manner with His Companions Although Dominic, as we have seen, was imbued with the desire to do good to souls, it did not, as some mistaken people might imagine, tend to make him melancholy or mournful. On the contrary, he was the life of the recreation time, though he very wisely knew how to turn every opportunity to account. When others had something to say or a story to tell, he never interrupted or criticized, but when conversation flagged, he had an inexhaustible fund of entertaining information and anecdotes which were highly interesting to his companies. He knew just when to seize the opportunity of speaking, if it were necessary to deal with grumbling or murmuring, or something not approved of. His manner was so cheerful and attractive that he counted among his companions even those who were least disposed to piety, or were of an opposite nature to his own, and they always took in good part whatever insinuation or hint he might give them. Once, when the boys were at play in an open space, a man came up and joined in the conversation. He was amusing at first, and had a story or two that suited the curiosity of young people. But when he had made himself at home a little, he went on to speak of religious subjects and priests and the like, and treated them with ridicule and disrespect. Many of the boys noticed the change in his conversation and went off to play. Others stayed on. But then Dominic arrived. He stopped for a moment to listen, but immediately saw what the man was about, and without any hesitation said to the boys round him, "'Don't stay here listening to such a degraded man. He is only trying to corrupt souls.' The boys were accustomed to Dominic's influence in regard to such things, and all moved away, leaving the man alone. The latter retired discomfited, and never tried his persuasive arts in that neighborhood again. The influence of Dominic's gradually increased, so that he could usually persuade the boys against any course in which he saw that evil might lurk. There was at the oratory at the time a little society composed of the better and more able boys, who endeavored to check any wrongdoing amongst the rest, and to deal with any unruly ones amongst them savio belonged to it and played a foremost part in it whatever little presents came to him he reserved them to add weight to his persuasion sometimes he would seize an opportunity in the games when a boy on whom he had designs was a partner of his to ask him to promise to go to confession with him on the following saturday as saturday usually seemed a long way off the boy generally consented But Dominic did not let him forget it, and when Saturday came he would take the boy off to church, as pleased with the success of his little ruse as a sportsman is in securing his prize. In this way, it often happened that a boy, on whom a hundred sermons would be lost, would at once succumb to some novel method invented by Dominic's zeal for souls. However, it occasionally happened that on the appointed day, the boy, who had promised to accompany him to confession, would be missing. As soon as Dominic saw him again, he would say, Ah, you disappointed me, you didn't keep your promise." The boy would bring forward some excuse, but he was never able to convince Dominic, who easily explained to the boy that he had been caught in one of the devil's tricks for putting off confession. He would then go on to show him how happy he would be afterwards if he made a good confession, and get him to make another promise. It always happened that these boys would go to Dominic afterwards and tell him how glad they were for having followed his advice, and that they would go frequently to the Sacraments in future. It is a common thing that among a great number of boys, a few are left more or less severely alone, whether on account of their peculiar character, or of some defect, or of something uninviting about them. Sometimes, too, these are the object of the ridicule and torment of their companions, and are sorely in need of a friend. Dominic was always on the lookout for these. He was frequently in their company, entertaining them in one way or another. Others who, through ignorance or neglect, were disposed to be mischievous or bad, Dominic took in hand, and always brought them to a better frame of mind. With the sick, again, he was in great demand, so that in one way or another, Savio was a real apostle, and put into practice his great ideal of drawing souls to God. End of chapter 11 Chapter 12 His spirit of prayer, his devotion to the Holy Mother of God, THE MONTH OF MAY Dominic was evidently endowed with special gifts from God, and among them was his assiduity and fervor in prayer. It seemed to be part of his very nature to converse with God, and no matter where he was or what noises or games might be going on around him, his recollection was never disturbed, and his ejaculations were none the less frequent. At the general prayers of the boys, his manner can only be described as that of an angel. His attitude was devotion itself. He never seemed to want to rest even his elbows. But, kneeling, and with hands joined, his eyes cast down, he gave himself up to communing with God. To look at him thus was to be edified. In 1854, the Count Kays was elected president of the Sodality of St. Aloysius. That was established at the oratory the first time he was present at the functions of the sedality he saw a boy at prayer with such an air of rapt devotion that he was immediately struck by him he inquired about him afterwards and of course it was our young friend dominic always managed to spend some part of his recreation in the chapel generally getting a companion to go in with him though he need not stay as long as dominic did his devotion to our blessed lady was like a burning fire within him every day he practiced some act of mortification in her honour Attracted by her heavenly beauty, he had no desire of gazing on things of earthly mold, and the thought of her purity and modesty prevented him from taking interest in the ordinary entertaining sights of the town which so much attract the average boy. This abstraction or deep recollection, when out in the streets, was frequently remarked upon by his companions, and he generally explained it by saying that he was thinking of something far more interesting in connection with Our Lady and Heaven. To her he offered special devotions in the course of the day, particularly on Friday, in honor of the seven Dolores, and he placed his own purity of soul in the keeping of that Immaculate Virgin. It was therefore a natural development that he should be carried away with special fervor during the month of May. There were always extra practices in the church for the benefit of the public, and the boys took part in them, but Dominic was not satisfied with that. He arranged with certain companions to perform extra devotions every day, and he prepared a stock of examples and anecdotes concerning the devotion to Our Lady. With the aid of these, he urged not a few boys to make an effort to celebrate the month with fervor. Needless to say, he received Holy Communion every day during that period, and was a shining example to all those that came in contact with him. A little incident is told in connection with this month. It was proposed by someone that a little altar should be erected in the dormitory to which Dominic belonged and a collection was made all around for contributions towards its expense. Savio found himself among the number of boys who had no pocket money at the time, yet it was not to be thought of that he should be out of the contribution to so good a cause. He soon conceived a plan. He had among his books one that was of some value, which he had received as a prize. He proposed that this should be sold and the proceeds given to the altar. Others thought they would adopt the same plan, they accordingly got together a few of their things that might be desirable in the eyes of companions, and arranged to have a sort of lottery. Purchasers were soon found, and the result was ample for the decoration of the altar. Its adornment was to be done after night prayers by special permission, but Dominic was expressly advised to go to bed, as he had not been well of late. He obeyed, but it was quite a sacrifice for him, to be deprived of doing something that he thought tended directly to the honor of her, of whom he was one of the most devout clients. End of chapter 12.